welcome hola what's good hey y'all hey you are tuned in to circle up with amanda heard season three episode three what qualifies you I love this topic, I love this title, because so many different times in life we find ourselves measuring up our qualifications according to what the world says we must do in order to reach a place called success. I love, love that I get to dive into this conversation with someone that I met that loves God, that lives to serve God, and that has been qualified by God. So not only does she have the tools, the experience, and just different ropes and jewels that she's gained along the way to help give us a little insight on this topic, but I am one too that got to walk the very same rope. So this is going to be interesting. This is going to be beautiful. I cannot wait to dive in with Grace today. So if you find yourself anxious and just as excited as me, wait no longer. Grab your snacks, drinks, and chairs, and let's get ready to circle up. Hey, y'all, hey. Here we are, season three, episode three. I am super, super excited. As y'all heard um, in the preview that we are here today with Grace. Oh my gosh, y'all know that I always run into some people that just have some beautiful spirits. Grace wears multiple hats and um, online. I joined some of the movement that she has going on and it's just a very beautiful thing. Grace, if you would, just take a moment and introduce yourself to the audience. Awesome, awesome. Hey, everyone. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I say hey for them. Hey. Hey. <laughs> My name is Grace. Um, I am by trade a board-certified psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. Um, I'm also the CEO of Smile Biz LLC, Single Moms of Crappy Living Empowered, where I am a transformational coach. I actually teach high-performing women how to live a a balanced lifestyle so they can be able to gain a life of peace, prestige, purpose, and prosperity. But Christ, I'm also a speaker as well. Um, also a published author as well. Um, and um, I also am a minister. <laughs> so I do wear a lot of hats. Um, and I am a single mom of one. Um, my son is 13, so he's a full-blown teenager, okay? So y'all pray oh, for me. Y'all pray for me. So, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I do do a whole lot of stuff, so, but there's a lot of other things in between, but that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. You are very welcome. That is so awesome. I told y'all she wear a lot of hats. <laughs> it's like everybody <laughs> I'm connected to has multiple hats. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful hats at that. I mean, they yeah. wear them and wear them well. So God <laughs> is good for that, okay? Yes. So this episode, we are here today to talk about what qualifies you. So many of us go through times in our life where, especially in ministry, um, we go through times in our life where um, we find ourselves in different ministries or find ourselves planted in these ministries and the ministry is growing and we're loving it because we're growing and we find this insight and this love for God. And it's just, we get to this place where um, we begin to want or desire more, right? And so once that begins to happen, um, you, you'll find yourself seeing that there's different schoolings that take place or there's different, mm -hmm. you know, um, um, doctrines and different titles and different, different ways that you're supposed to, as they say, you know, set out to, to do in order to be. And what's so amazing is I was listening to one of Grace's podcasts and I mean, um, YouTube, excuse me, her YouTube, one of her YouTube channels. And I was so amazed because I was like, oh my gosh, she is literally walking this same tightrope that I've walked. I've I've learned um, so much through a small clip about her that drew me in. I was like, wow, all of those things that I've seen, you know, um, in church that says you have to go through this in order to be this. It's like God was able to pull her outside of that and and build her up to 
to to still be able to be in that place without those things and I was like oh wow you know that's that's a part of my story too so I believe this is something that um, should be introduced to other believers because those things are not always what God is doing in your life. So Grace, when you, when you hear the title, what qualifies you with that background story, what does it bring to your mind? God, um, his voice is the ultimate voice, right? He's the one that actually qualifies you because he's our creator. Right. You know, um, in the beginning, when in Genesis, in the beginning, he said, let us make mankind in our image. You know, right. so he made mankind and he, he made us in his image. So therefore, he's the one that qualifies us. He's the one that affirms us. He's the one that confirms us, not man. So anytime right. I hear of qualifications, you know, when we think about qualifications in the secular world, we think more like, you know, credentials. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got the receipts. <laughs> you got some things, you know, do you have that, you know, even expertise, you know, to be able to stand on, but all those things are great. There's nothing wrong with having credentials or having the expertise, um, because the word tells us to, um, the, you know, we're supposed to meditate on the word and, and study the word and be able to grow in the word. Right. So those things are important. Right. Mm-hmm. However, at the end of the day, God is what, who he is, who qualifies us. He is the one who, who he is our creator. He's the one that tells us who we are. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, when, if those things are stripped away from us, if those degrees are stripped away, those credentials are stripped away, let's say you no longer um, ministering in that place where you thought you was going to be ministering and that ministry you thought you was going to be part of, then who are you? Exactly. You know? So those are the things that, you know, I do take a look at. And I, when I hear qual- qualify, I automatically think of God. Me too. That's it automatically brings me to God. And then there's a trickle effect of different things. Then I think of the receipts and the papers and all the mm-hmm. other good things. And I, I would yeah. strongly recommend those things. But first and foremost, I would always recommend God. He is so much um, greater than a piece of paper, right? He is yeah. so much greater than sitting in a class for four hours a day, you know, going over the same old, same old, because even though those things, there's so much truth and there's so much um, there's so much behind the scene things that we can learn in those places. With, like I said, I don't knock. I do, in a matter of fact, I recommend. However, I say at that same time, we can't allow that to be our qualification. Without, yeah. when we allow that to be our qualification, it's almost like we disqualify uh, the Holy Spirit to work in our life. Mm-hmm. It's almost mm-hmm. like we disqualify the works of the Holy Spirit. And that's that's just a scary place. So yeah. I know I know for me, um, I I became um in this space of confusion um mm-hmm. at one time in my life, you know. I thought yeah. that I heard God calling me into this place, but it was as if the church was telling me that that wasn't God without boldly saying that, you know, mm-hmm. I came to this place where it's almost like I felt like God wanted me to do A, B, and C, but it's as if I, if I didn't have, you know, these papers or these trainings, then mm-hmm. I would never reach X, Y, Z. And so for me, that was really a tough season. Um, have you experienced something like that? Absolutely. I just came into agreement with ministry. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of mine wasn't um, other people. Uh Um, Mine was the inner critic. Mine was the inner critic because my story is, yes, I I grew up in church. You know, my mother's a deaconess. Um, however, my relationship with God just went as far as my mom, what my mom was showing us. I never had an intimate relationship with God. So as when I became 18, became an adult, can make my own decisions, I got ghosts. As soon as I moved out of my parents' house at 19, I stopped going to church. I always prayed and I did fast because those are the things that my mom instilled in me. Mm-hmm. So we always knew the word. She always would make sure that we had word in us. Like we knew I grew up on Bible stories. I knew the word, you know, but at the same token, I didn't have a relationship with God. I, you know, I always tell people I was one of those people that was very lukewarm. 
So I know that time came, God would have told me, depart, depart from me. I never knew you. I'm going to be real with you. That's who I was. So because I went through so many years of running away from God, I never was in, I did fellowship with other believers. Um, in fact, I wasn't in church for 17 years. I literally rededicated my life to God in 2018. So it was a lot of circle of events that had me come back to God. Right. Mm-hmm. So when after I rededicated my life to God in 2018, he brought me to he God actually spoke to me to go to this church. My church I actually was looking for a different church at the time. Mm-hmm. And but I when I, I got frustrated because I couldn't find that church because I was listening to this church for over a year and I couldn't find the church and GPS had me all over <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, I'm about to just give up. Why did I even think about going back to church? I was really discouraged. I heard a voice. Right. I heard a voice like it was like a still small voice, but it was telling me to keep going. And where it told me to go was like in a business park type of place. So I'm like, why am I keep going? But I just kept going. Right. And then um, it was some things that happened that I was able to find my church. You know, the people that was hanging out the church, I'm, I'm Nigerian. They were wearing African clothes. So it kind of intrigued me. And then that's how I found out it was a church there. And uh, I was like, okay, well, I didn't find the church I wanted, but this is where God wanted me to go. So I had planted myself, you know, in this church and they welcomed me the open arms and everything. Oh, wow. So on my way out, leaving from that church, you know, I didn't go that day because the service was already over. So I told him, I said, listen, I'm going on vacation. I'm going to come back to come back to the church. And God was already dealing with me prior to that. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was already dealing with my heart that I need to make changes in my life because this life I'm living and stuff is not good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So he was already dealing with me on my way out that business part. I saw signs from my church that I didn't see before I went. So I knew that was the Lord leading me there. So when I got into that church home, like literally a year after I started a couple months after I started going, but it was following year because I started going in the fall, but it was going to 2019. I was approached about joining children's ministry. Mm. And I'm like, joining children's ministry, <laughs> ma'am, do you know, I just rededicated my life to God last year, like, <laughs> children's ministry, like, I'm not qualified to teach nobody about the word. I don't think so. So <laughs> I was looking at her like, is there any other ministry I can join? <laughs> Listen, I was like, does she know that I was just living a whole reckless life? Like, <laughs> like I'm not, I don't know about this guy. So anyway, um, something told me just to tell her, yeah. I was like, you know, I didn't want to disappoint her. I didn't want to say no. And I was like, well, this may be good for me. You know what I mean? I do love, I do love teaching. I love the word of God. This may be good for me. And you know, kids will really help you learn how to learn the word of God. So anyway, as I was, you know, growing in in the min in that in that in the children's ministry, God starts steering me up like he's calling me to even higher in ministry, actually start teaching his word. And then I will get confirmation for other people like, yeah, girl, girl, you're gonna be a minister. Like people were coming, like, you're gonna be even my patients were like. When I speak to them, you know, they'll tell me um, the ones I'm really close to that have um, a relationship with God could hear too. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, you, you should be a minister. Then I, yeah, you should be a speaker. I'm yeah. like, let me take this back to God because I don't know nothing about being a minister. I don't know what y'all <laughs> talking about. I don't have the receipts. I don't have the credentials. I ain't go to seminary school. It was just so much the inner credit going on in my head because I would right. not come to agreement with that because I just felt like, I didn't have the time. I didn't have the title. I don't, I didn't do an ordination. I didn't go to seminary school. I like, who am I who's just living this crazy life, literally rededicate her life to God. We create enterprise is one of my all time favorite places to shop. They have some of the best candles around. Their personality sense will give your atmosphere exactly what you're looking for, but that's not all. We Create Enterprise also creates custom designs. Is anyone else out there enjoying the customized tea life? Doesn't it just boost your confidence a little bit more when you're walking around with your personal saying that represents all of who you are? Or how about when you're looking for that perfect gift that says it all, sums up everything you want on a t-shirt, a hat, a cup, or whatever you please. Listen, they have it all. I love that I can order in bundles and the quality, no matter the quantity, remains the same. 
If you're looking to change the vibe of your atmosphere or simply get a cute personalized gift, hop on over to www.wecreateenterprise.com and make your order now. Don't forget, there's free shipping on all orders over $50. And in the words of We Create, what you need, we create. got baptized that year to now minister God's word. Right. But he wouldn't let me rest. He would not let me rest about he it. Is so good. And, like that. Yeah. He was like, you gotta do this. And um <laughs> and I would like teach God's word in other unorthodox ways. Like I'm um, passionate about writing. So mm-hmm. when I first started, I was blogging. I was a Christian blogger and I just felt like this is a great way to evangelize and actually teach people who may not have never picked up a, book, a Bible before, know these stories. And this is how I learned the word of God is through Bible stories. And I was like, okay, I started going back to writing again and doing that. And then also um, teach them um, using biblical principles and practical strategies. So their life can be better that abundant life that God's called us to, to live. And it was resonating with people. So when he was pulling me into that, and I already had was doing videos already, but not as as often. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was pulling me in that direction to start doing the podcast, to start speaking. He called me, he said I was going to be an in, international speaker. I was going to be speaking worldwide. I didn't know it was going to be in the form of like a YouTube thing. I did not know <laughs> like, how it was going to happen. Right. The platform, but he called me like, you're going to have a worldwide ministry. You're going to have worldwide ministry. And then so it literally was honestly this year that I fully surrendered myself mm-hmm. to talk about it um, when it came to ministering his word outside of writing his word, just actually teaching his word. Um, and I had noticed that um, even when I teach just other subjects that has to do with personal development, you know, I always was geared towards using scriptures. You know, my whole program for my business, I use scripture use biblical principles so people can mm-hmm. have some development. So I always, the word was always in me. Right. You know, it was always in me. So it was just me coming to agreement. So it wasn't more so other people, you know, I'll hear things about women should be preaching or ministering. You know, I'll hear those type of things. Nothing's ever directly has been said to me, but you know, in the social media streets, people right. are, there's a lot of Pharisees and Sadducees out there who, probably never evangelize a day in their life, let's be honest, but they want to tell you that you can't preach because you're a woman. And so I would hear negative things like that, but I never heard anyone really like, oh, well, you're not qualified to do this. It was more my inner critic saying I wasn't qualified because of the lifestyle I had lived um, because I don't, I, ne- I never went to seminary school. So that was kind of hard for me to um, like, okay, I see all these people who have all this experience and they have these titles and they've done all this stuff. And, you know, it, it was hard for me, you know, to try to break through all that. But I'm like, you know what, at the end of the day, God's voice is bigger than everyone else. I know I'm called to this and I've seen the transformation in people and, you know, I can't run away from it because no matter what I do, he always finds a way to bring me back. <laughs> That's such a true statement. I love I love that you tapped into like saying the inner critic because the I believe that is something that um that really overpowers whether you mm-hmm. whether you surrender or not, you know? And right. so like like for me, this is what made me say I believe we, you know, walk that same tightrope is because although yes, I see I've heard it and seen it in churches. And so by it being planted in a people a lot of people don't realize this but our words are like seeds mm-hmm. that are planting yeah. into other people which us right. you know we are like soil so when right. you say something when you speak something in the presence of people it's like we're spitting out seeds and planting it That's into right. their soil and That's so right. being in these places where you know I would consider a place where um if I'm if anything is being planted in me it's it's truth or if anything is being planted in me it's for the good so if my thoughts go against it I need to check myself you know that's right so because I heard it in such atmosphere that when my inner self began to 
begin to buck against what I heard and say, wait a minute, it's no room for, you know, that seed to, to start, you know, growing roots in me. Right. It made it extremely hard. It made it extremely <laughs> challenging because now I'm taking what I'm hearing in this atmosphere that's supposed to be beautiful, pure, and precious. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm matching it against, you know, me and what I feel and what I, what I personally know of myself, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of us don't expose our, our true, <laughs> our, our <laughs> truth, you know, our true right. being. So right. like you said, just being transparent, like, you know, before everything came together, how you say, you know, I was out there doing what I was doing. It's like Girl. more so, <laughs> more so on my hand. It's like, once I came over, I came over, but there was still, I was like, when I say I was babe, I was a babe. So mm-hmm. I'm literally like, I was growing and growing and growing mm-hmm. little by little by little. So it's not that I was doing too much outside of the wheel, but I was I was still being challenged with my inner thoughts. So I was like, wait, mm-hmm. I can't do it because I dropped out of school. I can't do mm-hmm. it because, you know, I never went and, and learned anything deeper than going home and reading my Bible on my mm-hmm. own, you know. Yeah. I and half of those times, you know, I feel like I'm ch- I'm Googling every other word, like what that word mean? And then, right. you know, <laughs> and I'm yeah. going a little deeper and what's the sim- synonyms for that word? Yeah. And what do you know? I'm trying to piece things together. And mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> shouldn't, if I was, if I was called to this thing that I feel so big in me, then why is it so challenging to to surrender to it, you know? Yeah. And so <laughs> it really, it really took a time for me to be isolated mm-hmm. and really, really mm-hmm. listen to the word of God. Like he had to come into that space that I was in and he really had to be loud in the room with me and mm-hmm. tell me over and over and over and over again that I knew you before you were formed yeah. in your mother. Like yeah. I know my people in advance. Like mm-hmm. I choose you. I don't care about what you did, what you've been through, who you are. Like exactly. I choose you because I know you. I know the that's fruit great. that you are going to bear is fruit that's for me. I know that's that you great. love me unconditionally and I love you that way as well, you know? And right. so that's just a challenging place though like I said, to surrender to when Mm -hmm. something that you brought up, when we're allowing, you know, ourselves to battle in that place. That's right. (laughs) So in Mm -hmm. your surrendering process, um, how long was it? Was it a good while? Well, kind of like you by going into isolation. I, um, when I first rededicate my life to God, um, God stripped everything from me like everything I was in a seven-year relationship and we wound up we wound up getting engaged and then mm-hmm. a couple months later it was done in fact the Lord told me there's a lot of things God shares with me even back then but I never really knew it was voice I just knew it's mm-hmm. like you just, I just had a and God had had me um told me that he was going to leave God had actually had me sit down and budget at work as if he wasn't going to be there. And we were, we already had all these conflicts before then. And then literally two weeks later, it was done. So, um, and there's other things that God has shown me before too, and it has happened. So he stripped that from me. Um, and I kind of rambled while living my best life for a couple months. I still wasn't, I heard the call of God, but I still was in my flesh and didn't care because I'm like, I'm heartbroken. Like, right in the middle of graduate school, I ain't got time for anything else. I just got to keep like I've always been because I've always been on survivor mode. That's how Mm -hmm. I've always had been. And um, so when 2018, when he was calling me deeper, after being through so many situations, foolishness I was doing, and he was calling me deeper. He was like, I couldn't. He isolated me where I had to get off the dating sites, couldn't date. The friends I thought I had, they started falling off. Um, I'm like, dag, like, as soon as I make a commitment to have a relationship with God, like, 
does it take all of this? <laughs> you know, like things were just disappearing. The things he was asking me to do was just like my flesh was fighting it, you know? Right. Um, my spirit wanted it, you know, my heart wanted it, but I'm like, this is a lot. Like, I ain't had no friends. Right. You know, because the people I hung out with, you know, or I had that type of relationship. Some of them knew God, but they didn't have a relationship with the like I was trying to seek, right? Right. And and some didn't even know God at all. Like, I I got it. Like he really I saw things about people, like people, like I said, I was talking to all the time that all of a sudden they just disappear. Right. Don't call me anymore. Um had one friend, she told me I abandoned her. It was a lot of stuff going on. And it was a lot, but God needed to get me by myself. Exactly. And, and I did pray about him sending me godly friends. I'm like, if you want me to do this, I need a community because I don't I don't know anybody. <laughs> I don't have to be somebody. I can't yes. do this by myself. <laughs> yes. So although he got me in isolation, he did send me um, a group of, of friends that I'm very close to till now. They're my sister friends. Yeah. And um, that could support and hold me accountable in this walk. So he had to really get me isolation and um, the surrendering just to give myself to God. That surrendering process, I went through like this program. They did a lot. Um, I like to say like Christian counseling. They pretty mm-hmm. much you had to date godly way, but there was so much in their deliverance. It was dealing with your traumas from your past. It was so much on in, yeah. in this program. And before I did the program, um, we did a challenge and literally at the last I met God on my bedroom floor. And like I said, he was already dealing with me before then, but I met him on my bedroom floor. Never met God, never had an encounter with God as long as I've been saved since I was a teenager. Never had an encounter with God to that day. And I said, God, just take it. I'm tired. I've been carrying all this mess all these years, carrying my baggage with my father all these situationships I've been in, all this stuff I'm just dealing with, like, just take it. I'm tired of, had unforgiveness in my heart, bitterness, dealing with rejection, abandonment from my dad. It was just so much that I carried on for the years. So that part, God showed me that part of my life and those things inside of me was hard to deal with because I had to sit with myself. Like, I really did have all this mess that I'm not as perfect as I pretend to be. Um, so that was hard having to, God show me those things. Um, but after I gave it over to God and was able to, I just felt this warmth. I just felt like this embrace. I knew God met me there. I knew he was there and I felt like a burden was lifted off the, off, off of me. And I wouldn't say that I was super Christian after then. Um, but there were just certain things I just didn't want to do anymore. Right. It's not even worth it. It's not worth my relationship. Worth it. So that surrendering process till now is a process. It is not something that just quickly happens or something like the word tells us to work out our own salvation. And when Apostle Paul was telling the people, like, do this even when I'm not around, when you work out your own salvation, that means that you are constantly, you're, you're reading your word, you're praying, you know, you're developing that intimate relationship with God where you're sitting, having conversations with God and he's speaking to you. You know, your you're, you're fellowship with other people, your worship, all these different things that you are doing to develop your spirit man, right? right. So that surrendering process is, always something because we have a spirit but we also have a mind and a heart and a will that's in our soul right so the the your will is always fighting against the will of god because of that flesh so although your spirit wants to do it your flesh is there where you know what i'm gonna do it my way i'm tired (laughs) of waiting on god i'm about to do this even though you know there's consequences to doing it your way it's that human nature part of us that God has taken a God has taken account in. That's why He sent the Holy Spirit, right, to us <laughs> to help guide us, right? So that surrendering process is all is gonna be forever. As long as that you are a disciple of Christ, you're gonna have to die to your flesh every day. And that, every my friend, day. is what I <laughs> believe 
that the quali- where the qualification comes from. So yes, part one, what qualifies you? God, of course, that's who qualifies us. He is the only one who can stamp that thing and say, yes, you are my chosen. But I believe the thing that seals the deal in the, in the qualifications is that place, what happens in that isolation? What happens in that place and that moment of surrender? Because like you said, that is the place where we become empty. We mm-hmm. become raw. We become broken and all brokenness isn't bad brokenness, but sometimes mm-hmm. we need to be broken from those things that we're holding on to, like unforgiveness, like those things that are just keeping us that hatred in our heart that's mm-hmm. that we can't stand. You know, sometimes it's very close people, our family members, sometimes it's siblings, sometimes you know, we can't get over these things. Those places have to be broken so that mm-hmm. God can fill them up. So the things that qualifies us as believers is what takes place during isolation, what takes place during surrenderance. Mm-hmm. I believe when we become raw, broken, uncut, when we just get mm-hmm. down and dirty and it gets right. ugly and completely silent, I believe that's where he begins to build us up. That's right. I believe that's where he begins to feed us, his very spirit. Mm-hmm. I believe that's in that that's that place where he begins to show us that we are bold, that we are confident, that we are loved, that we are full of power, that we are anointed. But I believe a lot of times, this is going to be a little, hear what I'm saying, guys, this is going to be a little challenging to the ear, but I believe a lot of times that when we just stick with the book, 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 and we're not allowing that book to register into our spirit, like we're not really getting that Holy Spirit and we're just getting the word, which the word is alive and well. But if you're not taking it in with the spirit, mm-hmm. then those qualifications, which I mean, those papers, those doctrines, those teachings are a waste of time. Like you, you can be full of all of those with the Holy Spirit. And that's a powerful person. But you can be one without all of those and full of the Holy Spirit. And that's a powerful person. But when you lack the Holy Spirit and only have those that word, it's like you are not qualified to go out here and speak and teach and lead these people because we're missing the very key. That, the very key. The very key that puts us into that place of of holiness puts us into that place of chosenness puts us into that place of of salvation that's right salvation i mean that's who right are we who are we without salvation who are we without you know being able to recognize the grace that we're given day after day mm-hmm. after day mm-hmm. and so i believe like i said that it is in that place of isolation it is in that place of surrenderance that qualifies us to go and do the very work of God. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Girl, if we're in place, listen. <laughs> were you looking at were you looking at my, my content for my live tomorrow? Because you know I'm about to bring it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> listen, I agree a hundred percent. I am I think I think um spiritual gifts are beautiful. There's motivational gifts, there's material gifts, and there's manifestation gifts of the Holy Spirit. So all these things work together because we all have giftings, we all have talents. They all come from the spirit. But the fruits of the spirit, <laughs> I feel like a many of many, we have been, we're in the season now, we have been caught up in this churchism where mm-hmm. people idolize the spiritual gifts, but mm-hmm. don't understand how the fruit spirit work the fruits of the spirit comes from the holy spirit too I, P- apostle paul said what's the point of you prophesying prophesying you have no love in your heart jeez you have no love in your heart it's like you prophesy what he says like clanging i think he said like clanging sound mm-hmm. making noise making noise <laughs> just making all types of noise. but you don't have love you prophesying over someone's life but you have hate in your heart how is that possible so we are we have we are literally immersed in idolatry where we are immersed in the idolatry of spiritual gifts, the idolatry of the leadership, right? That we don't even know God for ourselves. That's why people get so focused on the, the, the credentials and, and, the, and the paperwork and none of those things are bad. And currently right now, I'm actually in the school of ministry. I, um, I know I need discipleship. Mm-hmm. So because this is new to me, mm-hmm. right? 
So the the logistics and stuff of it. So it's always about learning, always, you know, get deeper because even as a um, psychiatric nurse, I start off as I had to go to school, you know, I started off as a, as a nurse RN, but in order to get to where I need needed, I had to go back to school right. and it's continuous learning. I'm, I, I joined this program to help me in, in learning, continue learning the preaching, the prophetic and intercession, all those different things. Also gives you resources. He's the power source, but he also gives you resources so you can grow because it's not about being stagnant. You know, right. the the, uh, uh, the worst leader to me is someone who doesn't who doesn't want to grow or who's right. stuck in their style. Of, you know, God is the same God yesterday, today and forever. Right. He sometimes uses a different method methodology to get to his people, just like right. each and every single one of us. He speaks to us differently. Some of us, he speaks to us through dreams and visions. Some of us, he put us people hear audible voice. God used different method methodology to reach his reach people so we have to learn not to be so stagnant not to be so prideful like okay this is the way we've been doing it we've been doing it for this way for 20 25 years and blah 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 and not willing to pivot when the lord tells us to transition so people who weren't used to live streaming and wasn't used to doing all this different stuff and you know they were like they wasn't in a church building like church is the people, not the building. They didn't mm-hmm. know what to do with themselves when things started shutting down. So we have to learn as people like God is the same God, but he uses different ways to do things. So that's why we all have a different path to walk. Not everybody goes through seminary school. That's not everybody um, is ordained. That's and true. there's people that he's called to do that. That's true. And that's okay. But at the end of the day, you still need some form of discipleship and covering. So for me, me yes. joining this program so I can learn more in my craft, so I can be able to minister the way they call me to minister and more, I decided to do because I knew that I needed that. But we can't be so prideful and be like, okay, even for people who never went to seminary school and all this stuff, can't be like, oh, well, I'm called. I don't need to do any of this stuff. Yes, you do. <laughs> you need to follow. You need to follow where that's why it's so important to have that that space of isolation so that you can get people out of your ear first and get mm-hmm. him into your ear. You can understand when he is moving and when he is speaking what is he what he's telling you to do. And then that's when you right. get out there to around others, they will confirm. They will be that confirmation to what mm-hmm. you felt so deeply inside right. of you to what you you swore you heard. You know, you're like I, yeah. I just I had this feeling, I heard so-and-so-and-so, and so. am I going crazy? But God is so good that when you get out there, he will allow something else to meet you right where you are. And he will yes. allow that thing to just reveal that, yes, that is mm-hmm. what you heard. Yes, that is what I'm calling you to. Yes, that mm-hmm. is how I see you. And so I believe, right. like you believe, that's just, that's an important tool. You know, we have to get to those places to follow because if we can't hear, if we can't see, if we can't, you know, if we have nothing to trust along the way, then we'll just be lost is what I, you'll be completely lost. And if you don't even know your identity, you don't know your identity in Christ. You can easily fall to the inner, inner critic. You can easily fall to the opinions of man. So we have to, the, the first thing is understanding our, our identity in Christ. Yeah. Who are we? You know, if you didn't have any of this stuff, who are you? God called you to set apart and chosen. You are his masterpiece. He is the master potter. Yes. You know, that's who you are. Yes. That is who you are. It doesn't matter about uh, the glitz and glam. Because right. people hear ministry and they think it's all glitz and glam. Oh, and I'm no. like, you have to have a burden for people. <laughs> oh, no. You have to have a burden for people. Yes. Not everybody just because you got the, you, you glamorizing the mic. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't have a burden for people. Like, how can you call yourself? You call into you're you're going to lead people, but you don't have a burden for people. You have to feel that burden. You have to feel that burden. You have to also understand your assignment. A lot of people, they find themselves burnt out and stretched out. They're like, I'm done with ministry or I'm done with this assignment. God's told me to do or even in the corporate area or I'm done with this. Well, you don't know what your assignment is. Yeah. You're not assigned to everybody. I know not everybody's going to come and hear me speak. That's okay. And that's a hard pill to swallow. That's a hard pill to swallow. 
because oh, we feel like we're, <laughs> we feel like we are called to, and and they try to do more than what their assignment requires them. to do and so and God's like, I, I never even asked you to do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. We do everything else but what the Lord has told us to do. That's and then we wonder why we burnt out, where why we're being abused, because there is spiritual abuse. Yeah. We wonder why we're going through all this stuff. And I'm not saying that is a good thing. I'm not taking accountability for the people who do it. But a lot of times we set our own self up for certain things because you want to overstretch yourself and sign up for everything. And you and when you do that, you show up at, on, at, on a deficit. You're not even bringing your hundred percent. You show yeah. up as a deficit. How are you really? How can you pour into someone else when you're empty? Ooh. Doesn't make any type of sense. So it's like people idolize the stage. Don't understand that it's not even about you. This stage, God put you on a fl- platform because in the day He gets the glory. Where's mm. the demonstrations of the Holy Spirit? People are literally in bondage. Mm. We are in their people in bondage, like people going through emotional warfare, mental warfare, spiritual warfare, have all these financial issues, all this stuff. And God has told us he came to give us a life and a life more abundantly, not just a life on not just an eternal life. He wants us to have a life more abundantly on earth because at the end of the day, he gets the glory. It's a reflection of the nature of who God is. God did not want any of us to. I truly believe the way God, yes, God said we're going to have trouble. Things are going to come. But when we have, when we hope in the Lord, he renews our strength. Yes, but God does. doesn't want, we have this, this idea that God wants us to be suffering. No, God wants you to die to your flesh. He wants you to die to your will. Absolutely. But we have this idea in order for me to really love God, I must suffer. Yeah, I must no, no, no. live in poverty. How are you supposed to, there's some, there are some problems only a check can write, period. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I believe my God who owns everything in this world does not want me to be in poverty because how can I truly, um, you know, I, I we got to help God, got the people. We got to meet the people where they're at. There's people with homeless, homeless issue going on out here. There's the, you know, the, the shelters need help. All this stuff that's going on. But how can you truly be effective and help people at their point of need if you are in a place where you're not even trusting God to be able to provide for you so you can provide for other people? God does not bless us to for just for ourselves. He bless us so we can bless other people because at the end of the day, he gets glory from that. And what happens is you draw nearer to people. In psychology, there's this thing called the Maslow hierarchy of needs. And the Maslow hierarchy in these, the bottom part is um, physiological. So we're talking about like food, shelter, and all that stuff. When you're mm-hmm. able to meet people's needs at those basics part, then you can be able to move them up. You can't get people to self-actualization, which is like the self-awareness, if you don't meet their basic needs. So go mm-hmm. in here, right? It's the same thing when it comes to why do you think when Jesus is um, Jesus is preaching and all that stuff, he's meeting people's needs. Like even with the... Um, the uh what is it the um the five loaves of bread and the two fish or whatever he was feeding the people while he was while he was preaching <laughs> i mean <laughs> jesus knew what the people needed right they was out there like we hungry we hungry <laughs> he's like i got you in this they're hungry they're not trying to hear nothing <laughs> So we got to learn. We have to meet people where they're at. He said, I because got something for you, your physical and your spiritual. Listen, <laughs> we got to meet people where they're at. So the church is is a basically a hospital for the sick. So we should be meeting people, not just their spiritual needs, but me- their mental needs, their emotional needs. There's so much that we should be doing as a body. And yes. it takes each and every one of us. And this is a word for me, too. This is a word for me, too. And we have to understand that ministry is not just behind four walls. Are you ministering in your in your workplace just by how you treat others, just by how you show up at that job? You may not like that job, but that job, God is going to use that job to train you and equip you. Right. And, again, and I say this is what qualifies you. It's those behind I can go on and on and on and on. I <laughs> love talking about this stuff. It's like it's the behind the scene things. It's what, what you're it? doing when nobody is looking and what you're doing when everyone is looking. It's My, what you're doing when you're by yourself and those yes. thoughts that you have going on. It's yes. like even down to the money when you was like, 
you were talking about like, no, I, you know, I believe I need the money so that I can help the people. But it's like a lot of us in our heart, we say we, we say out loud with our lips, I need the money so I can help the people. But our heart is saying, I need the money so I can, you know, be so it can be for me. So I can help right. me. And so when we allow that, you know, to, to go before us, it mm-hmm. strips our qualification. And so I just, this is a beautiful conversation. I love, love, love. Like, like you said, you can go on. I can go on. Yeah. I don't want to, I be getting stirred up. I be getting stirred up. I have to call myself something like Grace. <laughs> if there was anything that you could leave with the people that is speaking right to the, to that person that is doubting those callings and those signs that God has given them. Um, just speaking to them in that place of emptiness and that place mm-hmm. of, can I do it? Um, a- am I ready to do it? Um, do I have what it takes to do it? You know, I'm messed up. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. That doesn't look like Christ, but I want Christ. What would you leave them with? Well, first, first and foremost, allow God's voice to be bigger than any voice, including their own. Um, the word tells us we can, we have authority to take captive of every thought to obey the word of God. Yes. So any negative thought they have, they need to cast it down. Any negative imagination they have, they need to cast it down. They need to cast it down right then and there. And then meditate on what God actually says about you. So yes. it's one thing to remove those thoughts is a whole nother thing to replace because God would never remove without replacing. So he gives you the authority to do that. But then you need to replace it with what he actually says about you because that will build your confidence. Because a lot of times people are they 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 allow fear and doubt to to and they, they're not confident. They're not confident. So it's about, we want you to build your confidence. So that's, you have to start doing that. You have to start renewing your mind. Okay. And then you need to start speaking. You need to have God create, creating your pure heart because the word says out the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to start looking inside, deep down inside your heart. What is, what is this holding me back from walking in what God's called me to do? What's in my heart that's hindering this? So you need to go to God, back to God and let him be vulnerable with God, be transparent with God. Like, God, I hear you. I hear the confirmation. I see it. But Lord, I, I don't, please help me. Please help me be able to come into agreement with what you say about me. He knows the things in my heart that's not like you, Lord. He yes. will show you. He will show you what's in your heart, and He will help you purge those things out of you, out of you, and replace it. Okay. So it's a lot. It's about a heart transformation. It's about renewal of the mind. But that's that's the spiritual piece of it. Then you have the practical piece. The practical piece is just doing one thing. No one's asked you to go save the world. Just take one step. Yeah, one step. If he told you to write a blog, at least get the website set up. Write one thing. And from there it goes. If he tells you to start a podcast, get the podcast set up. Do one recording. And then it goes from there. So it's about taking one step. You want to take a daily action each day to get to your goal. This is good. So there's a biblical, there's a spiritual piece, which I said about God and doing a heart trans. Um, um, heart transformation, exposing mm-hmm. things to your heart and the renewal, then you need to do the practical piece because faith without works is dead. Yes. So you want to make sure you just start. Just Take start. one step. If it means go and ask, registering for a class, get someone that can kind of help guide you, someone you can talk to about through these things. You know what I mean? You got to start somewhere. Go read a book about it. Right. You got to start somewhere. Write, Make write your plan. thoughts down on paper. Like right. if it's uh, writing... If this is right, you told you we're going to write a book. So you have to get past those limiting beliefs yes. and start somewhere. So that's, that's what so that's the advice I would give them. That's exactly what I did. And as you can see, my encouraging advice, I would just say um, there's a scripture in Ephesians and I believe it's Ephesians 1, 4. And it talks about how um, God made us um, even before the world. It reads mm-hmm. even before he made the world. God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. So no yes. matter that place of where you're feeling that you are so undeserving, you are so unworthy, mm-hmm. you are just not the one because of X, Y, and Z, know that God knew this beforehand. And 
So don't allow yes. those things to conquer you. You win because he wins. So Amen. Grace, I really, really, really enjoyed this conversation with you. You literally helped just bless this whole cast today. Um, I believe that <laughs> through this, somebody else is listening and they are like, oh my gosh, how can I get connected with her? So how can they find you, Grace? All right, so I got I'm in these social media streets. I got a couple places. <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> um, my Facebook business page is Smile Biz LLC. Um, you can find me on, on Instagram, Miss Grace Anebu. Um, I guess you could put my last my information on the um the show notes if you do that. But it's Miss Grace M-S-G-R-A-C-E Anebu O-N-U-E-G-D-U. You can also um, connect with me on um, my other Instagram page is at Woman Arise Academy as well. Um, if you go in, also, if you want to, um, any women um, you that are listening, you can definitely, um, I do have a group called Woman Arise um, Tribe, and you can definitely join that. So it's like a sisterhood and, you know, it's not, it's for spiritual growth, but we also do things for personal development as well, personal and professional development. So, and then of course my YouTube channel, um, Woman Rise TV, you can look it up. Um, I have that going on and that's kind of like where I'm at. Yes, yes, yes. So I encourage you all to reach out to Grace, show her some love, join some of the movements, because if you are looking to grow, if you are looking just to be inspired, a lot of us um, may even already be moving in ministry, but it's always good when we get in those down places to have that word of encouragement. So these are all safe places to go and be uplifted, be encouraged. And, you know, you can just reach out and, hey, she, she'll be there to get those emails answered or whatever is um, needed. You can find her on all of those that she has listed before, and we will get them in the show notes for you. If this is your first time tuning in to Circle Up with Amanda Heard, we love that you took your time to tune in to this episode. We pray that you found a jewel or a tool that you can grab and just go ahead and share this with somebody else out there. We would love for you to just circle up with the fam from week to week. And you can do that on Facebook or Instagram at circle up underscore AH, or you can find us on YouTube as well at circle up with Amanda Heard. Love you lots. Thanks again, Grace, for um, just taking this opportunity and saying yes to the invite. Bye. No problem. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.